This is Retirement Talk with Mike Graber from Compass Retirement Advisors. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Mike Graber provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Retirement Talk with Mike Graber. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Retirement Talk with Mike Graber and Compass Retirement Advisors. Each week, our goal is to provide uh, timely and insightful information that can help you navigate the uh, many retirement issues facing uh, America today. If you are uh, retired or even if retirement is still a few years down the road, our hope is that your retirement will be everything that you've always dreamed that it would be. Uh, The money that you've saved for retirement, we hope that uh, it helps to bring those dreams into fruition. If you have any questions about retirement, uh, if you have concerns about retirement that uh, remain unanswered within your current plan, uh, please don't hesitate. Uh, Give me a call on Monday at 812-787-0809 and we can schedule uh, that first meeting. You know, organizing uh, the many pieces of retirement plan uh, to uh, maximize those assets to produce income, uh, that's uh, the the big goal. But along the way, we need to make sure that we uh, reduce uh, unnecessary risk, eliminate unnecessary income taxes and unnecessary fees and expenses on your investments. And those are just not uh, things that we believe most people can tackle without the help of a financial advisor. So uh, don't wait any longer. Uh, Call me again uh, this week and let's set up that first uh, meeting. My number is 812-787-0809. Last week on Retirement Talk with Mike Graber, we uh, began a discussion about uh, what seems to be the number one retirement concern for most Americans. Uh, Survey after survey seems to indicate that most people have a concern with the possibility of outliving their nest egg. And uh, we covered a few uh, recommendations that one might consider in last week's show, and uh, we're gonna continue that discussion uh, today. But if you missed uh, last week's show, you can go to our website, Compass Retirement Advisors, LLC, click on the radio tab, and uh, we keep about the last five uh, episodes of our show there. And if you want to go back and listen to any of our nearly 100 episodes, uh, you can subscribe uh, to our podcast at uh, Apple Play or Spotify and just look for Retirement Talk with Mike Graber. Well, let's continue uh, our our discussion. Uh, We're looking at an article from CNBC titled, How to Make Sure You Won't Outlive Your Retirement Savings. And uh, to help uh, walk through that article today, it's uh, good to welcome back my co-host, Tony Shore. Uh, Tony, it's always great to have you join us. Thanks for being with us. Yeah, thanks for having me on the show once again, Mike. And you know, you've talked about this on prior shows, you know, the concern that a lot of people out there have about outliving their income in retirement, outliving that nest egg. And that's real. And it's being magnified now by losses in the markets, inflation, which is at a 40-year high, 
growing federal debt and deficits, which you talk about each week on the show. And there's also the real likelihood that the bureaucrats in D.C. will be forced to raise federal income taxes eventually here, at least to cover years of overspending, especially as of late. So I think that's a lot of pressure on people out there on the backs of Americans. So I'm really glad you decided to cover this issue. I mean, the concerns Americans out there have about outliving their nest egg by giving some tips on how they might plan to avoid uh, what is on the mind of so many, uh, not just current retirees, but also those of us who, you know, retirement might be just down the road. Well, Tony, uh, I, I believe uh, our show today, you know, it is very timely, uh, especially considering the points that you just laid out and the many topics that we discuss uh, weekly. Uh, so I think that we're, we're right on track at, at continuing to uh, place an emphasis on uh, these issues that uh, Americans uh, are facing and the impact that uh, it will eventually have on the retirement. So let's uh, continue dissecting this CNBC article. Again, the title is How to Make Sure you won't outlive your retirement savings. And uh, the article uh, urges uh, everyone, you know, to build up cash reserves as much as possible. And it mentions that, you know, investments and other income generating tools are important. You know, good old fashioned cash savings is an important part, you know, of retirement. And uh, we want uh, people to uh, remember that uh, unforeseen uh, expenses, um, the chances of those happening, those just don't vanish once uh, a person stops uh, working uh, and retires. So regardless of your age, uh, you want to set aside funds to address these um, you know, emergency fund type of expenses. So, and you want to seek out you know, a, a good yield on those savings. Um, there are a variety of accounts available. Uh, don't settle for you know, uh, practically these days, I would call them a non-interest bearing savings account at a local institution. There are uh, some, some well-designed uh, short-term savings products that you might consider that have uh, a respectable rate of return. Well, yeah. And it's clear that having enough money saved is a big part of a comprehensive retirement strategy. But how does a person determine what that right amount is? I think that's a big question a lot of our listeners probably have. Yeah, how much uh, is enough to have on hand to, to go into retirement? And for everyone, uh, that's a number that's going to be determined by their personal needs uh, and their goals. And there's not a, a magic number that, uh, well, if we reach it, uh, everything's going to be uh, all right. Uh, again, that varies uh, from household to household, individual to individual. But uh, let's talk a little bit about you know trying to figure out a number. And, and that's going to be uh, something that we would encourage you to work with uh, your financial advisor and, and determine how much you'll need uh, during each year of your retirement. And we have to factor in things like, you know, a mortgage or rent. Uh, hopefully the, the home will be paid for, but uh, more and more uh, people are getting to retirement age and still have uh, debt on the home. So we have to, you know, work that into the plan. You know, healthcare costs, groceries, transportation, travel, hobbies, uh, and you know, pet care. Um, you know, once you have a good sense uh, of what your monthly expenses will be, then we should begin looking at you know how much you'll receive uh, from, for example, from Social Security. You know, what are the incomes 
uh, for you and for a spouse going to be just from Social Security. Uh, estimating uh, that uh, amount of your monthly benefit uh, is a, a good reason to work, again, with a financial uh, services professional. We've talked many, many times on our show about our Social Security Maximization Report. It's designed to help you and your spouse make uh, the right decision on when to claim Social Security and which of the various strategies uh, to use so that over your lifetimes, you can get the largest uh, dollar amount and it can be significant. But once you have a sense of uh, your monthly Social Security payment, uh, subtract uh, from that amount, uh, you know, your yearly expenses, that's a good place to start. So for example, if you expect uh, your annual expenses to be, you know, 45,000 a year, and you estimate you'll receive, you know, 20,000 from Social Security, uh, you're left with a an income gap of about 25,000 that we need to uh, cover uh, out of pocket, and that's going to have to come from you know other resources, uh, savings that you have. So from there, uh, you would uh, multiply that out of pocket uh, cost by 25. Uh, the answer to uh, a math equation is is the amount of money you should try and, and save before retirement. So in our example, you would take $25,000 and multiply by 25, you know, uh, anticipated life expectancy, and that gives you a target goal of $625,000 in savings. And, you know, everyone's numbers are going to be different, but that's uh, somewhat of a, a simple formula and approach that you might use to get an idea of, you know, what your number might need to be uh, on hand uh, in various types of retirement accounts, savings accounts, before you do make the decision to retire. So, Mike, if somebody does the math and determines they're going to be a little short with their savings, like in the example you gave, what should they do then? Well, initially, you know, Tony, uh, realizing that you're coming up short, you know, can be uh, quite a, a big downer. But uh, one of the things that a person may have to consider uh, is, you know, delaying retirement uh, for a period of time. And uh, in this article, it reminds us for each year you work beyond your full retirement age, and let's say that that's 67, uh, Social Security adds a delayed retirement credit of 8% to your monthly benefit. You know, where else uh, can you find a guaranteed increase, you know, in uh, an income producing account uh, of 8%? And that's one of the things to consider when deciding uh, when to, to take Social Security. But uh, you can continue utilizing the delayed retirement credits on Social Security all the way through age 70. Uh, but beyond age 70, uh, there's no longer an incentive provided uh, by the uh, administration uh, to continue delaying Social Security. Uh, and, and don't uh, forget this important point, that delaying retirement a bit also gives uh, your widow, uh, the opportunity, you know, to beef up the savings. So there's a lot more to this social security question than just, you know, when should I take it so that I get my money? You also have to consider how my decision, uh, to, to take social security, uh, impacts my survivor. Should, uh, I not live long enough for, um, that, that formula that's out there, you know, maybe about 18 years to, to get back even. Sure. But uh, if you do jump on that, uh, you have to consider uh, the impact that has on the surviving spouse. So uh, let's take a look at uh, a second category from uh, the article, 
which is uh, what to do when you near retirement or or uh, in those early days uh, of your post uh, work life. And uh, there has been for a number of years something that's been referred to as the four percent rule, and uh, that has been uh, revised, or it many advisors have revised it. Uh, because when that rule was kind of created, uh, the uh, interest rates, bond yields, and market conditions were significantly different than what we've experienced here in these last several years. And as interest rates have come down, uh, continuing to make uh, you know, 4% rule decisions uh, may not be uh, in one's best interest, may not be uh, a legitimate rule to follow. So uh, we're using 2.6%. So the first tip we would have is to use the 2.6% rule to gain a sense of how much money you can reasonably expect to withdraw each year from your retirement account. And the rule presumes uh, that you'll withdraw this 2.6% of your investments uh, during the first year of uh, retirement. And then uh, you can review each year. But uh, you know, in the area of this 2.6 should be a reasonable withdrawal rate uh, that um, hopefully would, would lead to you not running out of, of funds uh, during retirement. But as I was saying there, Tony, that old 4% rule uh, with market conditions and interest rates as they are might deplete that savings account uh, much more rapidly. And we think uh, using the 2.6% number right now makes more sense. Yeah, so you have to have uh, more saved up because you can't pull as much each year. Uh, you know, that 4% rule, uh, it just illustrates what you said there, Mike, illustrates why rules of thumb uh, should be uh, just looked at as a generalization and not held to uh, that well because th- things change, right? And that was an old rule of thumb that really doesn't apply anymore the 4% rule. And so I'm glad you talked about that. Now you mentioned, you know, uh, taking a percentage out the first year. Does that change from year to year? Well, after the first year, we think it's important, you know, that you review uh, and you adjust your uh, amount of withdrawals based on uh, your needs, based on where the markets are, based on uh, interest rates, based on, you know, inflation rates. So, uh, you know, sticking to any rule, uh, may help you uh, continue enjoying uh, that preferred standard of living, but it could be for a short period of time if you're not reviewing uh, and making the necessary uh, adjustments along the way. And we're big fans of uh, updating and reviewing on an annual basis or more uh, often than that if there are things changing you know, in the family dynamics. So you know, rule of thumbs are, are just that, but we have to recognize that we can't make a decision and expect that uh, there won't be some changes needed over uh, the many uh, years of, of retirement. Uh, one important note, um, it's, you know, the 2.6 or the 4, you know, it's merely, you know, a, an estimate, but in, and it fits where we think that the markets are uh, today, and that's a good number for a lot of people, but not for all people. Uh, again, uh, depending on one's personal circumstances. You may have to withdraw more or you may have to, to withdraw less. And knowing which of the various accounts you have available to pull from, uh, that's where I think, again, working with an advisor uh, is a good way to come up with a strategy that's tailored 
uh, for you, for your spouse, your household, and your uh, individual needs and, and goals. Well, and I think one of the biggest benefits of working with a financial services professional like yourself is that you're somewhat a dis- a dispassionate advocate. In other words, you don't have the emotional attachment to the money in the way that uh, the clients do. You can offer cool and calm advice based on data, current information, and your years of professional experience. You're not going to make overly emotional decisions. You're going to make the decision that's in the best interest of the of the person you're working with or trying to help. Well, that's that's perspective that, that we hope to bring to, to all of those conversations um, is you know an independent review you know of the situation and and uh, non biased um, you know recommendations to, to improve it. You know, I think Tony, the bottom line here is that uh, retirement uh, is something that we look at as the people have earned it, you know, they've sacrificed, they've put in overtime, they've maybe uh, not uh, taken a, a vacation or purchased a vehicle. Uh, they've, they've saved to put them in a position to, you know, in, enjoy uh, a full retirement as, as much as possible. Uh, and, you know, things like hobbies and travel and time with grandkids, these are all retirement goals and, and they retire or they require, you know, funds, they require money to do that. So we want to help walk people through a process uh, that, that takes the necessary steps uh, to provide the resources uh, that, uh, that, you know, one would, would need. Sure. Yeah, I think, I think that makes perfect sense. And this has been a great conversation so far. Uh, what's next? What do you have for us next? Well, let's uh, stick with this theme of, uh, you know, not uh, outliving our, our nest egg. And we've been uh, identifying uh, several things in that CNBC article, but uh, Go Banking Rates uh, also has an article, 14 Key Signs You Will Run Out of Money in Retirement. And it identifies some uh, potential red flags. And, and in this article, the first uh, alarm bell that we should be keenly aware of uh, is not having a plan for long-term care. Uh, according to this article, more than half of uh, the adults currently uh, around age 65 are eventually going to need long-term care, and one in seven will need long-term care services for uh, five years or more. Uh, in 2019, the average yearly cost of an assisted living facility was nearly $49,000, and a private room in a nursing home uh, is going to run, uh, again, uh, on average, about 102000 uh, And my encouragement to our listeners is to uh, do a little survey work with some of the uh, facilities in your zip code and find out, you know, what that uh, fee uh, is going to be. And then we need to uh, devise a strategy for long-term care. It's really one of the smartest things uh, that you can do. And uh, husbands and wives, I want to ask you to really think about this. Uh, And we see this a lot. Uh, I've seen it too often, Tony, in my 40-year career where the uh, family has saved up a good nest egg. One of the two needs some long-term care type of uh, uh, expenses paid for. Uh, They uh, wind up and deplete a good part of their uh, assets. The uh, one spouse passes away and the surviving spouse uh, struggles. And a lot of that happens only because uh, there wasn't a good discussion 
about how are we going to approach uh, this need that uh, most Americans are going to face during uh, their retirement. And there are some uh, solutions. There are some uh, things that we can build into the plan. And at least let's have that conversation. Yeah, it's it's an important one to have, obviously. And so, uh, you know, I'm contemplating the idea of forking over more than $100,000 each year to a nursing home. That's tough. Uh, long-term care is expensive. Uh, that would spend down your nest egg in a hurry, wouldn't it? Yeah, it, it would. And we really need to have that conversation. Um, the next uh, sign uh, from this article um, that you might be running out of money during retirement is underestimating how long you're going to live. You know, it's it's no secret that people uh, are living longer. Uh, in fact, according to uh, the Social Security Administration, one in four of today's 65-year-olds will live to at least age 90. Wow. And, and that means that uh, it's really imperative to save enough for retirement that could last, you know, 30 years or more. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. I mean, obviously uh, people are living longer and longer and I think uh, many of us would love nothing more than a retirement that lasts 30 years. Uh, The trick is paying for it, right? That's right. That's right. There's, um, you know, living longer, you know, presents a a number of challenges and and they're all are going to have to be met, you know, with, um, the assets that, that we've accumulated and some smart uh, strategies. Uh, with long-term, you know, care expenses, you know, not preparing for those future health care costs, you know, that's a, a huge sign. That should be a big red flag on everyone's retirement plan if you've not had those conversations and, and you've not yet uh, taken steps to address it. You know, most of, of my clients um, understand that they'll pay quite a bit of money uh, for health care during retirement. Uh, but let me share just a couple of numbers here, Tony. Uh, as we get close to wrapping up here today. Uh, In this article, it notes that a 65-year-old couple that retired in 2019 will need in the ballpark of $285,000 to cover their health care needs during retirement. And uh, as we consider how much money you'll need during retirement, it's important to, you know, uh, err on the high side a little bit. Uh, And don't forget about things, uh, you know, like glasses and hearing aids and co-pays and deductibles and prescriptions. Uh, a game plan for your future health care costs, uh, again, is a good reason uh, to give us a call here at Compass Retirement Advisors. And, and let's see where we can uh, add uh, a few things, uh, a few uh, benefits uh, to your plan to uh, reduce uh, the likelihood that uh, unforeseen uh, and expenses and uh, future health care costs don't erode your retirement savings plan uh, too quickly. So I see that uh, we're out of time uh, for today's show. Uh, We appreciate you uh, tuning in. And we just ask you to join us again next Sunday uh, here at 1230 on WBDC for another uh, episode of a retirement talk with Mike Graber. Uh, There are a few more things I'd like to talk about on this topic, but we'll see what comes up in the news. Maybe we'll need to cover uh, some new uh, legislation that's in Congress or uh, something else. But uh, we promise you we'll uh, have some important information for you. Uh, Join us again here next week. Tell your friends. And remember, you can uh, find our podcasts on a variety uh, of uh, outlets. That's Retirement Talk with Mike Graber. Until next week, thank you for joining us. Uh, Have uh, a great week. And we look forward to you giving us a call uh, if you have any questions at 812-787-0809. Thank you. 
Thank you for listening to Retirement Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, contact Mike Graber at Compass Retirement Advisors. Call 812-787-0809 or visit them online at compassretirementadvisorsllc.com. Investment advisory services provided by Creative One Wealth LLC, a registered investment advisor. Compass Retirement Advisors LLC, the Insurance Shop Inc., and Creative One Wealth LLCs are unaffiliated entities. Mike Graber and Compass Retirement Advisors are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. Provided content is for overview and informational purposes only and is not intended and should not be relied upon as individual tax, legal, fiduciary, or investment advice. Each individual situation will vary and opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representative presentations can be made to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to representation. The information contained herein is based on our understanding of current tax law. The tax and legislative information may be subject to change and different interpretations. We recommend that you seek professional legal advice for applicability to your personal situation.